you're in the right place. We're glad that you're here. Welcome to the Make It a Great Day movement. We are making suicide a thing of the past. We are taking in our attitude for a little adjustment and we're gonna be deep diving into something super fun. So yes, this is the Suicide Prevention Show and all the things that could contribute to someone getting caught up in a negative echo chamber, some stinking thinking, all the different language that we use to a piss poor attitude. One of the things that can contribute to that, one of the seven risk factors, the known risk indicators of suicide is ongoing financial stress. Now, not all financial stress comes from jobs. Sometimes it comes from college, but that's not the only thing that can come into college. So we've got Dale Troy. She is the expert on how to avoid freshman shock syndrome and thrive. She calls it how to crush college stress. And we're going to bring her up right now. So Dale, good morning, Dale. Hi, nice to see you. It's nice to see you. I am super happy that you agreed that you had time. You could be available. Oh, thank you. Well, this is definitely related to what I do. So it it makes a whole lot of sense to me. Um, In fact, did you know that suicide is the second leading cause of death for college students? No. No. Yeah. No, and I'm almost afraid to ask what the first one is. I know. I was thinking about that myself. What is the first one? I, it, I have a feeling it might be related to alcohol. Mm, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. Um, suicide is now the leading cause of violent death in the world. Right. So the fact that it might be, and certainly, I'm certain it is, the leading cause of violent death on college campuses. Right. And it's preventable. I mean, it's totally preventable, but you can't solve a problem you don't know you have. And that's why we're doing the show. Right, exactly. Matter of fact, that's probably the best thing that we could probably have ever said about why are we doing this? Mm -hmm. Because you can't solve a problem you don't know you have. Parents sending their kids off to college do Mm -hmm. not know that there is such a thing as college. Exactly. Yeah, actually, I think that even if they've heard of stories of kids not doing well in college or dropping out, uh, which is pretty prevalent, Mm. uh, they don't think it's gonna happen to their child. Mm -hmm. Kind of head in the sand syndrome. Um, So I'm trying to get the message out that all kids need to prepare to go to college. It's not just the ones that seem at risk. Oh, well, we're on the same message there. Okay. Yeah. So, so what I say about suicide, you're saying about college prep. Yeah, we yeah. all need a little more information. We all need a little more um, education before we send our kids off anywhere. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I had heard about the freshman 15, you know, mm-hmm. that freshmen tend to gain 15 pounds, mm-hmm. but there was never any discussion as to why the joke was it was because they were studying so much. And then my first daughter went to college. It had nothing to do with studying. You know, I mean, so what happens on campus sometimes gets shared with the parents. Parents, you don't want to know what I know. So Dale, what do they want to know? What do they need to know? Well, I think they need to know that it really starts at a younger age. Mm-hmm. That they're not, our culture is such right now that we're not giving our kids enough responsibility at a younger age. We're kind of hovering over, you know, the helicopter syndrome. Mm-hmm. 
and the snowplow syndrome. Have you heard of that one? Snowplow? Snowplow. Snowflakes? Uh, no. What it means is a parent will plow the road mm. ahead so they don't get tripped up because they, there's a fear of failure. And because of that, kids don't learn to be resilient. They, they think it's terrible to fail. They don't know how to handle it when they have a challenge. And there's so many challenges when you go to college. So oh, they're yeah. starting off on, in a difficult situation. All right. So let's talk about reality. Reality okay. is that if you want your children to succeed in life, you start when they're born. And sure. we do that when they're born. I mean, how, well, we started, and this about drove me nuts because I was part of this whole movement. You put kids in walkers, you know, these things with wheels. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, and then I realized later on that that actually was not good for them to develop this sense of accomplishment by pulling them own selves up. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, it was one thing to walk with a parent holding your hands before you could keep your balance, but it was another thing when we started giving them mobile assistance. That's and true. So, what if we quit trying to help them so much? How would that I, I think that would be a good idea. Actually, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, what I should be telling my kids who haven't had kids yet. You know, I really well, want to them practice on each other. <laughs> yeah. Yo, know, what would happen in our marriages and our relationships if we stopped trying to help our partners and spouses without permission? Mm -hmm. We do that. Kids can't give us permission. They don't know the answer to the question is, would you like help with that? Because parents don't ask. That's true. Yeah, I mean, parents and when they go to college, they have to start thinking of themselves more as support. You know, I'm there to let, let your kid know you're there, but not that you're going to solve their problems. Not that you're going to manage everything for them because it's not possible when they're if on college campus. If your kids are ready for college age, yeah. then just, I, I tell you what, I got an idea, Dale. Yeah. We're going to create the title of your course mm -hmm. and it's going to be wherever you are is the right time to start. Oh, that's perfect. Yep. Yeah. It's never too late. And it's never too soon. It's, right. It's right. It's never too soon. That's true too. Yeah. It's the perfect time. Yeah. You know, exactly. So you've got kids. You don't have kids. It doesn't matter. Now is the perfect time to start this. All right. What's the first step that they need to start? Well, um, I guess acknowledging that they are not, their kids are independent, that they are separate from them and they, they need to like view them as a separate entity. You're not living your life, you know, you're not living your life for your child. And I, I did it myself. I mean, you know, what I, I cared a lot about where they ended up going to college and all that. But I, I, I now realize that, you know, they need to have it, the motivation within themselves. And we can't, we can't fix everything for them. We can't make it a perfect pathway. And they need... It's not a good idea yeah, to try, even right, if... Right. I mean, right, that's exactly. really the message underneath it all, Dale. It's not yep. that we can't. It's that it's not a good idea to try. Absolutely, yeah. And Cause that, that, cause, yeah. yeah, because then they don't, they don't feel confident. They don't feel like they can do it. And then, you know, that lack of self-confidence can lead to, you know, bad choices. And, yeah. So we know the consequences. 
Okay, we know the leading cause of death in college is alcohol, poor choices. Mm -hmm. That is a symptom of a lack of emotional resiliency and coping. We know the second leading cause of death in college is suicide. That's mm -hmm. a huge, um, we, we call this the ultimate self-sabotage in my world. Mm -hmm. So we've got one and two, both are totally preventable. And the first step to preventing them is to parent differently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To parent with the with an attitude. Um, so, Dale, what attitude do you want parents to have? Uh, that's an interesting question. I guess I would say have have confidence that your child can do it. Oh, there you go. What yeah. would your life be like if you believed your kid could do it on their own? Right. Uh oh. This is going to hit some parents right <laughs> in the solar plexus. <gasps> they don't need me. Yeah. That's a you problem. That's not your kid. Exactly. Okay. So, so we may have to have some remedial training for adults. They can come into the advocacy training program. If you need some help with this, <gasps> they don't need me gut feeling. But you also address that. You, you know, the, the parental, oh, gut. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They don't need me anymore. Right. Well, you know, they really didn't need you once they started being able to feed themselves. Right. Well, and what I see with the college students now going to college, I mean, most of them do not feel prepared they, mm -hmm. emotionally or, you know, how to manage their time. So what I've actually ended up doing is creating a program to help the students themselves figure awesome. out how to live without their parents, since the parents aren't teaching them <laughs> that. Ooh. How to live without your parents. Raise your hand if you wish you had studied that. What's the right age group for that course? Uh, basically, I'm focused on the high school graduates who are about to go to college. All right, so high school seniors, high yes. school summers. Yes, exactly, the, yeah. The, the season of uh, change. Like right now. Summer. Yeah. Right now. Okay. So if you know someone who has a senior in their summer of their senior year, this would be a good person to say, Hey, did you know? You know, did you know? And this is a beautiful, beautiful thought because if you could get to your friend and go, Hey, have you heard about the rising death rate on colleges and what's causing it? And they're going to go, what? And they're going to lean in. Mm -hmm. So this is, by the way, this is probably good marketing copy for you. Have you heard about the rising death rates on, among college freshmen mm -hmm. and what's causing it? Because anybody whose kid is going off to college is going to want to know. Yeah, yeah. And this is a message that I firmly believe could save a lot of lives, Dale. And thank God, this is the parents off the hook. I see my daughter going, oh, I'm off the hook. Right, because this training <laughs> is aimed at the child that exactly. you are launching into adulthood. Trust me, this is the season of transition for them. They're no longer a kid when they're at college. How do we know? They're making their own decisions and that's sort of the hallmark of an adult and they don't feel prepared. Yeah, and even the colleges, you know, once you turn 18, parents are not allowed to see their grades, you know, and have any relationship with what's going on in the medical world. So they really cut it off at age 18, unless your child gives you permission to do, to look at your information. Colleges are very clear on that. 
you might want to plan ahead with your kids so they understand that they are expected to give you permission. Right. Yeah. Before they get handed a form and they go, I'm not signing that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, so, wow. yeah. And there's some, um, the, the other huge problem is lack of communication because I always suggest when I'm talking to a parent that they come up with a method of communication that their child is going to agree with ahead of time, whether it's every week or every, oh. every couple weeks or every other day, just so that you know you're checking in. A pattern and a frequency yeah. and something that everybody agrees to. What a concept. Right. Because otherwise, parents, honestly, they, they, don't, they don't know what's going on. Their kids are generally not telling them. This is true. This is true. Yeah. Their kids are generally not telling them. I, that was my experience as well. And what I did find out about, I didn't know what to do about because I didn't have a Dale in my world that I could talk to about it. Right. So what's the best advice that you could give? We've got the parents in this room. Mm -hmm. So what's the best advice that you could give to a parent who's raising a kid, no matter what age, mm -hmm. let's give them some universal, what's a universal truth? I got one, but it might not be what you think of. Um, that we, you know, nobody um, is born knowing things, but you have to practice <sighs> and you have to give them an opportunity to practice. For instance, time management. You can't just all of a sudden send your kid to college and think they know how to manage their time and get everything done and do well in, in school if they've never had the opportunity to try. You know, that's the one advantage of this period of time, or it's not the one, but it is one, right. is that everyone is having to engage with time management in a different way while we're now schooling at home, working from home. You know, we don't have the external cues. So this is something we could learn to do with our kids mm -hmm. right now, because we're having to relearn time management no matter how good we were before. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You know, we could, you could stop waking your kids up. You could stop reminding them that, uh, you know, that they have to be online for a class. You know, let the natural consequences occur mm. that they actually learn what they need to learn. I ran a daycare for many years in my home oh. and I had to take professional training on the difference between reward and punishment and logical and natural consequences. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't had any of that training, that's a discussion that you might want to start with Dale in the VIP lounge because there's a system to logical and natural consequences that truly lets parents off the hook. All of a sudden, we're not the bad guys. The system takes care of it. It does the heavy lifting. So that's really a great idea. Dale, walk us through what you teach kids. What are the steps that they go through when they work with you? Sure. Well, I call it the goals method, G-O-A-L-S. Cool. Okay. So, uh, and it's, it's not necessarily a, a steps in specific order, but other than the first one, which is setting goals. Mm -hmm. So I want a freshman to go onto campus having some, a vision of what their year should, be, should look like. So they have goals in mind that they're not just kind of free floating. 
Uh, and when you have goals, that actually helps you maintain resilience and, you know, um, be more accountable to yourself. Just have really more of a focus on, you know, why am I here? Mm. Not here just to party. I'm here to um, figure out what a kind of future I want to have, what kind of friends I want to make, uh, what professors I want to get to know. You know, a whole, there could be a whole range of things that are related to goals. Uh, so that, that's always the first one. And then my, the second one is generally the time management piece, because as I said, most freshmen don't have a whole lot of experience with time management. Mm -hmm. And they, they, they think that all of a sudden they have so much time because they don't take as many classes as they did in high school. Ah. But in reality, because they have so much time, they actually need to manage it you know, better. Um, more in a more organized fashion. So um, the the G the, the G in goals is really getting good at time management. All right. So there we go. Everybody who's taking notes, G getting good at time <laughs> management. Okay. okay. So far, I'm like wanting to take the class. So what's the, what's the O? Because I can always use help with time management. Okay. The O is or, organization. Um, you know, whether it's organizing your dorm room, organizing your academic part of your life, organizing how you're going to be involved with activities, you know, being, getting, being on top of everything so that you're not, you don't have your mom there reminding you uh, to take your books to the chemistry class or whatever it is. So being, you know, really feeling in control and organized. Okay. So control and organized. Okay. That's usually really good. I like control and organized. All right. So GO. Okay. Yeah. I'm mapping this because I've been having trouble following along with the acronyms this morning. For <laughs> There've been a lot of acronyms. Oh, no, no. Right? I'm, I'm, I'm paying attention this time. Okay. okay. Uh, the A is accessing support on campus, like whatever you need, be sure that you know where to find help, whether it's a writing tutor or it's the health center. Um, and in addition, it also means connecting with peers, connecting with professors, getting to know the residential assistants in the dorm, you know, making yourself feel like you belong and you're connected to your campus because that's your new home. Got it. All right. So it's not just creating and not just finding the access points and creating those connections. It's also allowing yourself to be accessible, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, because community is a two way street. And I think that that's something really key that they don't get is that it's not just that you go and you're the student, you go and you're part of an organization. You're part of a community. True. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so we've yeah. got the, the get good at time management <clears throat> and then we've got the organization. We're kind of hitting me and not necessarily my strong suit here. <laughs> uh, and, and now we're into accessing. I'm getting better. I'm getting okay. better at being part of communities here, but I didn't ever have a plan for that. It was, I didn't know it was something I needed a plan for. Life would have been yeah. a little- Actually, one thing I want to mention about the accessing- yeah, um, I'm just thinking about the accessing part, which is that it's very common for freshmen in particular to feel lonely, mm. to feel like maybe they made the wrong decision, to start to feel homesick, because 
it's, you know, you don't make those immediate friendships, even if they may be like a surface friendship, and then you still kind of inside you, you feel you don't feel good, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it takes time, and they may not realize that. So the more support you can find on campus, the more connections you can make, the less likely you're going to feel that way. Good to know. Yeah. All right. So yeah. the, the cure for loneliness is the A in this system. Yes. yes. Creating the two-way access. Right. Cool. All right. So the L? Mm-hmm. The L is lifestyle habits. That's everything related to how you take care of yourself, self-care. So mm -hmm. it's what you eat, how much sleep you get, how much water you drink, and how much exercise you're getting. And all of those, you know, taking care of your body is going to make you feel much better. Endorphins, focus, energy, just okay. gen general happiness. Eat, drink, sleep, exercise. Guys, yes. I love things in fours. My brain just works that way. So I can get this one. Yeah. All right. That's important. Then you eat, sleep, drink, eat. Yeah, those would be lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. All lifestyle. And actually, that's something that parents can start at a younger age. They can start making it if this is how we function in our family. You know, we, we take a walk after dinner. We talk about what we're eating and why it, the health, health is important and why what you eat affects your mood, affects your brain, and so forth. So it's not something that all of a sudden they have to make choices and they haven't never thought about it before. Oh, there you go. Asking them to start making choices in college when they haven't ever exercised that muscle. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. That would be a recipe for stress on yeah. everybody's part. All right. Just, I'm not going to hold you to actual numbers, but rough guess. How yeah. many freshmen show up at college without having that skill? Oh, wow. Um, Just a percent. I, I, I'd say at least 70%. Ow. Yeah. Oh, 70% yeah. of kids, high teens, because that's who usually ends up on a college campus, 70% have not had a chance to strengthen, to exercise the muscle of choice? Of those kind of choices, yeah. Or even, yeah, I mean, like, what, 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 are, what kind of choices are they making? Think about it. Well, yeah. Um, there's a lot to be said for control and efficiency. And we think that we are moving our family along, getting things done by giving them the guidelines as opposed to giving them the guidelines with choices mm -hmm. in, embedded in them. So that's really quite different. That's something I hadn't really thought about. But yeah, 70%, really? That's my guess, yeah. yeah. I think I base that on the fact that um, in research, you know, in surveys, 60%, mm -hmm. at least 60% of kids on campus will tell, will tell the researcher that they're, they're stressed often. Okay. So these kids are living with a lot of stress and I think it's, I think it's related to many things, but a lot of it is how they were grown up, how they grew up. And then also social pressure, social media, comparison, comparing themselves to everyone else. But, you know, it's just a rampant problem. You know, if there was a choice 
that I would love to see. If there was a choice muscle, if we could like, you know, okay, so there's the power of making choices, but there's all different kinds of choices. You know, we've mm -hmm. been talking about this with food and, and these. If there was a choice muscle I would love for them to exercise, it would be choosing who they compare themselves to. Mm -hmm. That's a chronic problem. Mm -hmm. people comparing themselves with other people because it never turns out well. Right, right. And if you stopped comparing yourself to other people, or if you never started comparing yourself mm -hmm. to other people, it would be a, um, a life skill worth having. Mm -hmm. um, and this was, I mean, we've been talking about this with a bunch of different people over the course of the show, but when, especially when it comes to kids that age, it's a trap. It's a trap. It's a, it's a, a goal they can never achieve. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, so that's a muscle. Um, it's a muscle that it's almost like, let that one atrophy. <laughs> you know? Right. Well, yeah. what, yeah. I mean, one thing I always tell students that I'm working with is to spend as little time on social media as, as they can, but put their phone away, not only when they're going to sleep, but other times during the day. It's mm -hmm. just a total distraction and it's, it's not helpful. Yeah, really? Oh, wow. Okay. I like great quotes and, and Dale, there was a movie called war games. Mm -hmm. And at the very end of it, they had to teach a computer that had control of nuclear missiles, the concept of futility. Hmm. <laughs> and that there was no way to win. Mm -hmm. And the computer at the end, the writers did an excellent job. The last line of the computer that was about this topic was interesting game. The only winning move is not to play. Oh. And that's what I think social media is yeah. at that age. It's an interesting game and the only winning move is not to play. Yeah, okay. You know, it was a tool for staying in touch with your family. That's using the tool. Otherwise, you're playing with your mental health. Mm -hmm. Yeah, social media can really mess with your mind. Yeah, and it, yeah, it really starts middle school, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, especially for girls. And I have three daughters. Me too. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's, it's, you know, and... I think that's also why there's so much, uh, there's an increase in eating disorders mm -hmm. and that is like a way of feeling in control. That's what I've, you know, I'm not an expert in that, but that's what I've, uh, that's what I understand. Yeah. So uh, I think that's, it's related to, to social media as well. Yeah. And the kids are telling you, you know, I get that the kids are telling you, so you created six secrets. You gathered the six strategies that, help freshmen thrive. And I'm going to be honest with everybody on the show. This is not about college freshmen. This is that L, life skills. This is lifestyle skills that are inherent in this. Dale, how many steps? Well, no, I'm going to ask it another way because this is the question I haven't asked you yet. Why do you do this? How'd you get into this field? Okay. Um, but let me just tell you, we, we didn't do the S yet in goals. Oh, so we'll maybe, go back. Wait, oh you want to go? Okay. I <laughs> All right. The elephant in the room. Thank you. Okay. What's the okay. S? Want the S? The yeah. S is a huge one, actually. It's stress management. Ah. <laughs> so I didn't want to leave that off. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I actually 
expose the students to all sorts of different tools, whether, you know, everything from meditation to gratitude and using. You were going to say you expose the students. No. (laughs) And I'm like, yes. No, 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 I don't do that. But they, they have it naturally. So I help them figure out which tools are going to work for them. Um, I'm a huge fan of deep breathing and that's the simplest one to talk about. Actually, the person who just, um, you spoke with was talking about deep breathing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Sandra, that's part yeah. of the system of relaxation. I call it emergency stress relief procedure number one. Yeah, breath. Yeah, yeah. We could all use a little more of that some days. Yeah, so I, I, I mean, I do that myself throughout the day, and most of the students I work with love that because they hadn't even thought about it. They didn't know that that would immediately make them feel calmer. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it definitely does. So yeah. that's what the S is anyway. Cool. All right. So, <laughs> so I've got get good at time management. I'm, I'm typing them up because that's what okay. I like to do. Get good at time management. Organizational skills is the O. A is the one that I really, really like because that was the access. Mm-hmm. Know where to find your resources. Mm-hmm. Um, um, actually, I'm going to type this up a little differently because it's know where to find your resources, but access become part of the community okay um and and so that's my way for you guys because you're in my tribe so you get it my way but dale i love this whole concept of access because i had not thought about it beyond you know know where the health center is know where the cafeteria Mm -hmm. is have you found the library yet i'm thinking about the questions i asked my daughter when she went to college and i'm going boy none of those were about become part of a community i just i Mm -hmm. guess thought that would happen Naturally. Naturally, yeah. Yeah. What naturally happened was finding out that a dry campus just meant that the beer kegs were kept <laughs> in the girls' showers. Oh, yikes. Yeah. You know, people, there are all kinds of assumptions that I made. And so that's one of the reasons why this is so near and dear to my heart, Dale, is mm-hmm. because the assumptions, the blind spots, the, the gaps in my education did not serve my child. Right. And so you work with teens, but parents need to know that their teens need work. Right, right. And they don't. First, we've got to come to accept the fact that maybe, maybe, just maybe, there's a little gap in our skill set to prep our kids for college. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter whether or not we went to college. Mm -hmm. It matters whether or not we've got a gap in our skill set, and I'm going to guess, and I'll have everybody out themselves. If you think you've got a gap in your skill set when it comes to parenting, whether or not you're currently a parent with kids at home, go ahead and raise your hand. Let's show Dale a little love that we've all got gaps here. <laughs> all right. So while they do that, the L was the lifestyle skills. Yeah, we got hands yes. coming up. Okay, good. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for being so honest. Thank you. I appreciate that. And so we will get right on to this lifestyle skills. And the last one was my favorite. All right. Other than take a deep breath, because we agree that's emergency stress relief procedure number one. Right. What's number two? I really think meditation is fantastic. Okay. Uh, and it doesn't have to be sit quietly for half an hour and don't have anything going on in your mind. That's not what meditation is. But what that's is what meditation? some people think. 
I'm so happy to hear you say this because that is not my style to sit quietly and have nothing on my mind. Are you kidding me? That is not my natural state. So what is meditation? Okay, to me, meditation is really just kind of taking a break from doing. So just being, being in the moment, being present. If you have thoughts going through your head, that's okay. They're going to just come and go. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, I don't really, I'm not like a lover of meditation and, you know, that's not like my first thing that I want to do. But what I found for myself is I prefer the guided meditations. So I'm actually listening to someone speak and I can choose how long it's going to be. It's going to be a five minutes or is it going to be 10 minutes? And if I find, you know, someone whose voice I like and the, the image that they're describing, I, I, I actually enjoy it. And I, I feel, definitely feel more relaxed and calmer after doing it. It's just, um, you know, it's just a, because otherwise we're just constantly in movement or just doing, doing, doing. And, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm usually not a human being. I'm a human being. <laughs> yeah. So I, and, I, and especially for kids on a college campus, mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many responsibilities, so many expectations, and they're constantly going. So they need to know how to relax. And I think doing like a guided meditation is a simple way to relax. Mm-hmm. And it'll really kind of let your, let your mind rest for five minutes. There we go. Five minute breaks. I yeah. like it. All right. So why do you do what you do? Why do I do what I do? Okay. Um, there's so many reasons. And, uh, but I think, you know, when I think about it now, I feel like I've been on a journey to, to come to this place because all, everything that has happened in my life has kind of moved me in this direction. First that I went to Yale college and I came from a small high school. So I was nervous going in. I thought, I'm never going to be able to do this. I, uh-huh. I just didn't, I didn't have the confidence in myself. And I was also worried. I didn't want to disappoint my parents because I'd always been such a great student. So I totally stressed out. You know, I ended up having migraines and stomach aches for, entire, for four years. Oh. So I, I didn't, I didn't, there was a, there was, um, I felt like I was missing something. I, you know, I missed some of the joy of the experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I did probably unfortunate, unfortunately I did really well. So, and <laughs> so I, 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 I and stomach. Yeah, 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 I know. So get this. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm, you know, I, I just push myself. Um, so I graduated summa cum laude and, and I went sick. to, and I went to Yale law school and I continued to not feel well. Oh, geez. Yeah. So, so that is kind of my background. Um, I didn't enjoy being a lawyer. I ended up being a headhunter for lawyers for 10 years. And that essentially was coaching um, adults, yeah. lawyers, how to get new jobs. And I love, I just love the coaching aspect, mm-hmm. interacting. So I had coaching as I felt like that way. I was good at that. And I had, you know, I just really enjoyed that. I'm sorry. All I can <laughs> do is what do lawyers and college freshmen have in common that the coaching skills for one would translate to the other? And my mind just went to some funny places. You know? okay. Do you want to share? <laughs> well, the first one that came up is um, a, a, a lack of adulting. Oh, you know, okay. I mean, some of the most famous lawyers in history were known for their outbursts. 
Yeah. So lack of emotional control mm -hmm. is all I can think of. Oh, that's funny. So yeah. that's not yeah. fair to all the attorneys yes. and all the lawyers in the world. I apologize in advance, but yeah, you know, it was just one of those funny moments. So what yeah. was the bridge? What was okay. the bridge? Well, then, yeah. So um, after I had my, I have three daughters. After I had the, the second group, which was twins, um, <laughs> I stayed home. I knew I couldn't continue working, but I wanted to do something that would, you know, that I had some passion about. And it was always about health because I had so many health issues and I always wanted to feel better. And, and the doctors could never found, find anything wrong with me. So I became a health coach. So there again, I was a coach and it was related to health. Okay. Um, and then, so what happened was once my, you know, my daughters are going to college, I'm helping them deal with their stress. And then like on a tangent, I have one daughter who has historically had, you know, a lot of anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, and I was really worried about her. Like, how is she going to manage this? So I, you know, I was paying a lot of attention and um, managed to get her through, but it was not, not easy. And, you know, I saw it was not only her <laughs> that was having, you know, um, that, that I can, let me start over. She was not the only one having problems on college campuses. I saw, you know, eating disorders, um, kids who had to take off a semester because they were like feeling so, you know, depressed or anxious, mm -hmm. um, you know, all sorts of issues. Uh, and I saw that, you know, I felt like, why is this happening? Why is this happening? I don't understand this. And then um, someone who knew about me asked me to help her daughter who was at Boston College. And I actually loved working with her. I felt like she really appreciated everything I was telling her in terms of her lifestyle that would, and that would made it made a huge difference in how she was feeling. And um, I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm good at coaching. Maybe I, <laughs> maybe I should be coaching this population because they don't have anyone to go to. You know, they're, if they, unless they're in having a, a crisis, mm -hmm. um, the colleges don't really offer anything. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I yeah. decided that I would just create something out of my background. So I've, I'm so now I'm focusing on college students. This is huge. You hit two things. And one of them is like, yeah, let's just name the elephant in the room. If you're at crisis, if you're at crisis financially, if you're at crisis with your health, if you're at crisis emotionally, there's help, whether you're on college campus or not. There's help once you're identified as at crisis or at risk. Mm -hmm. right. That's a small percentage of the population. For the rest of us, we don't even know we need help, which is part of the challenge for those of us that are in this field whether it's college stress or whether it's suicide intensity stress, which is where I'm working. When people don't know, they're not aware that there's a problem. They're not looking for a solution. And so the biggest hurdle is raising this level of awareness. And so I'm going to challenge everyone watching this episode, who can you connect Dale with? Who are the colleges? Who are the guidance counselors? Who are the people connecting with the teens of this age group that Dale needs to know? 
This has become my favorite question, Dale. Who do you know that I should know? Mm, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you know that I should know? So you all can go into this in your own minds, connect with Dale in the VIP lounge, you know, give her some ideas. And Dale, if you've got people you want to meet, this is a great group to start asking for that. Okay. All of the people who are part of the very inspiring people community, you know, are great resources and very resourceful. So, you know, this is just, and speaking of resources, I need to give them yours. Okay. So you call this the six secrets to successful first year at college. (laughs) I got another name for it. Yes. My name for it is the six secrets that you need to know for your life. That would also help teens. Yes. It would also help college freshmen. But your target market is so beautifully defined. Mm -hmm. You want the senior summer. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Let's back it up and let's get the parents this gift Mm -hmm. so that they know that you are there. Mm -hmm. And so I'm generating some ideas here. Everybody just know that the goal of the suicide prevention show is also the success mindset. You know, what's the opposite of suicide success? Mm-hmm. Success in anything, success in having a purpose, success in having a mission, success in having a voice that's heard in the world. And so, Dale, you came into this conversation so willing to be supported and so willing to support everyone around you. You're the only attorney I have ever met who absolutely gets that the best way to be an attorney is to prevent people from ever having a problem with the law. Mm-hmm. That's what I see in you. Yeah. I see that you've been on the preventative side yes. for a really long time. I just, I just want you to be able to help the people that you're called to help. And God bless you, because I will not go near a teenager. Oh, I'm, I'm the founder of the Teen Suicide Prevention <laughs> Society. And the only reason that works is because I partner with people like you. Okay. Okay, as far as I'm concerned, you walk on water because you're willing to work with teens. Yeah, I love it. I, yeah. I, just, yeah. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah. I can tell, Dale. Well, you know, it's because when you see the changes that they make and how that affects their life, it makes a huge difference. They're really male. Yeah. 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 And, they, and, yeah and, and it happens so quickly. I mean, yeah. my, you know, my program is only five weeks. And they make so many changes in such a short time. It's, it's a summer shot. Yeah. It's a summer shot. Um, I'm going I'm going to say that right now it's a summer shot because we're in summer. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're going to just, just know that this is this one moment of opportunity before the kids start college. And if they're, you're already in college, you yeah. still work with them, won't you? Oh, I've worked with many that are in college. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that, you know, honestly, that's when the parents reach out to me because their mm-hmm. child's having an issue. But I'm, you know, that, and that's, that's normal, right? If there's yeah. a pain, you want to fix it. But I'm trying to prevent the pain. There's a pain, you want to fix it. And those of us focused on preventing the pain. And there's a lot of power in niching down to the freshmen mm-hmm. because it helps you become known. And so I'm a big proponent of the entrepreneurial skill set. 
And the fear around niching down prevents many people from clearly defining who they want to work with. Right. And that lack of clarity makes it impossible for them to be found. Yeah, they don't rise above the noise because they're trying to serve everybody and everybody's overwhelmed with too many options for service. I'd rather people focused on the one person they could help. And you do that so brilliantly, Dale. That was a, the other reason I was like, yes, I'm going to get Dale on the show. I'm going to stealth this little business thing in here. You know, oh, thank you. I'm going to walk this <laughs> elephant into the room. Because it's, it's a fact that if you are known as being the able to help crush college stress for freshmen, mm -hmm. that anybody who has kids older or younger than freshmen are gonna go, can you help me too? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's Actually, the way it works. Yeah, I've worked with uh, high school juniors also, yeah. Oh yeah, I, I, right. I, I got grandkids that yeah. are starting yeah. to yeah. that <laughs> remark. So yeah, you'll be hearing from me. Yeah, <laughs> actually you'll be hearing from their parents because grandma's don't have as much control as we used to. What can we say? Right. So you wanted to know about my six secrets. So it's, yeah. it's essentially everything that we've been talking about. It's like a great resource. I mean, there's a, there's a little bit, I mean, there's a little extra in there, but cool. uh, yeah, it's a great resource for this whole conversation. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know Dale. Thank you so much for bringing that to all of us and for bringing your wonderful energy and your mission to support a generation that is in, in really dealing with multiple epidemics right now. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate being here. Thank you very much. Yeah, this is so much fun. All right, everybody, if you're listening to this on the recording, the link is going to be in the show notes and it's crushcollegestress.org slash six dash secrets. So I want to make sure that I say it just in case you're listening to it on the podcast. You can't see the show notes. Crushcollegestress.org org forward slash six dash secrets. And that's where you're going to get all of these skills, the easy way to start getting yourself into a position to be able to model what you want for your kids to catch. Because I'm a firm believer what kids are not taught. You know, these skills are not taught. They're caught from us. So everybody, go get this. You need this. And the world needs for us to be better role models. It just does. So thank you, Dale, for helping us achieve that goal. Thank you.